So I have to start out by asking, similar to how we know whatever Marcus provides us in an episode, idea, fourth century, whatever, we, we kind of grit our teeth and hope for the best. Yes. When a season starts off, do you prepare yourself for like old avant-garde weird <laughs> movies and hope that by the end it makes sense why I picked them? It's funny you ask because no, <laughs> I get so <laughs> excited for a new season. It's like usually, okay, this is obviously a little spoiler to what's to come, but like usually I'm like, okay, that wasn't the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> this time I was like, so much excitement going into this and then it was like somebody pumped the fucking brakes yeah it's, uh, so i yeah. i think that depending upon if i'm right I, I think we should start applying a special title to things we review that end up being a wide split between the two of us okay i was thinking the annie wilkes award Okay. Do you know who Annie Wilkes is? I, I it sounds somehow. She how is the caretaker of misery in misery. Like she's oh, okay. the one who's like super nice to him, and then like she breaks his ankles. <laughs> yeah. So oh, so you want each season you want something to win the Annie Wilkes award? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So the one that that we have the most differing opinion on. Okay. I feel like you love this movie then, and I hate it. Okay, cool. So, love the movie is strong. Okay. But, we'll get into it, I had no problem watching it twice. Fair? Okay, I had problems watching (laughs) it once. (laughs) (laughs) And so, with that, we are going to obviously be reviewing Seven Seal from Igmar Bergman, but before that... I kind of want to know what's been new with you, Justin. How is your body? Has it rebelled fully against you? Uh, it's starting to uh, further rebel. I'm just, I'm in a lot of pain. And actually, last time I went to the doctor, they poked me weird. And I have a, pain, a different pain now. So I have to go back to my doctor next Wednesday. And they're going to check it out. Woohoo! Um, uh, yeah, my body just hates me. And I'm constantly in pain. So it, that sucks. <laughs> Um, what shirt are you rocking today? It looks like a dragoon from this. Uh, like, it is actually the fade out of Final Fantasy VI with Kefka dry, riding a Magitek. I knew it was something. Okay, I knew it was Final yeah. Fantasy. All right, yeah. all right. Continue. Um, Sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. It's a um, badass so, shirt. Uh, thank you. It's uh, I like Redbubble for that reason. Um, <laughs> so, show-wise... I finished season three of Barry. Um, I watched like a co- like two episodes of season two of Harley Quinn. Yep. Still continuing to be really funny and good. Uh, movie wise, I watched the Bob's Burger movie. Yeah, did you not it like last it. night when we were playing Fez. Yeah, I did not like that. I, I, li- I like have Bob's never Burgers. watched Bob's Burger. People are gonna be. Oh my god! You've never watched it. It's it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's it's yeah. a good show, but you have to kind of be in. You have to like. I have that no reason for it. I just never watched it. You know. Yeah, well, it was the same for me. I actually just started watching it two years ago. Okay. Um, but it, it the movie was just a hour and a half long unfunny episode, and that was the last thing I want. I would have rather have watched 
three episodes and had one of them been funny or even two of them instead of just that was when i fell off of the simpsons i remember when i was in high school and we went and watched the simpsons movie yeah and i remember like thinking this isn't funny yeah and i i I literally cold the only thing of the simpsons i watch anymore is a treehouse of horror that's the only thing i watch the simpsons anymore i need to watch that i kind of fell off the simpsons a long time ago i don't even watch the treehouse of horror stuff i probably should though they're always Um, i love the treehouse of horror well, they do. They do a fantastic job with them. Yeah. I know that. Um, man, I'm trying to think a movie. If I've watched any other, well, obviously I watched The Seventh Seal. That took a couple days. <laughs> um, play, <laughs> play wise, um, I actually restarted God of War, but okay. decided not to play it on PC because I looked at the mods and they just weren't super fun. So I just restarted it on the PS5 because I already sure. have it. Um. I'm almost done Fatal Frame. I'm on the last night. So basically it means I have to boss rush three bosses and then I'm done. Um, played some Phasmophobia. Um, yes, we did. I, yes, we did. That was, I enjoyed that. We got a lot more of that coming up. Um, and then I've actually also, I can talk about it now. So I've been playing uh, the sequel to a plague's tale a plague's tale requiem I, I got to preview like two of those chapters yeah that would take place like in, in the middle of the game uh that was a lot of fun i wasn't sure really how i felt about it but after playing it i it's like the next thing I, the next big thing i'm waiting for luckily it comes out like october 16th or 9th or okay. something like that so it's it's close but uh i think yeah, the next really, thing for me is pokemon November eighteenth, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Arkham, I, mean, I guess Arkham Knights. Yeah, I'm still so on the fence about that. I have Me no too, idea. Dude. I just, I, I literally, it, it's it's day by day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I knowing me, I will play it because I have to. Are you gonna get it on PC? If you Maybe, do, I'll, I'll play with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I mean, it depends. If I end up reviewing it, I'll just play sure. it on whatever they give it to me. But yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. It, but if if not, I'll probably pick it up on PC. Okay. Um, other than that, I finished Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I've been congratulations. Play- what was your hour time in that? Bad uh, boy? It was ninety. What was it? It was, no, it was late eighties. Late eight hours. And that's just me, like, playing an hour Skimming or two. Skimming it, I'm bit. sure. You probably didn't do any side quests or anything. No, I know people who have done 100%, and they uh, finished at, like, 200-something hours. Yeah, crazy <laughs> shit. Crazy. <laughs> um, I, man, I, I really have a big draw to go back and play some uh, VR, but unfortunately with my shoulder, I cannot right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of been a drag. Um trying to think if i've been playing anything else i think i'm sure there's other shit but i forget um and then the last thing is uh audiobook wise i have two hours left of the song of Susanna, which i will finish hopefully tomorrow if not monday and and then i'm on to the final dark tower book congratulations what a journey you've been on thank you it's uh man the song of Susanna is just it's a slog yeah and put together. Are you doing the like the, the short book that was in between there? The I was going to, but I th- I've been told that it's better to finish the series and then go back and do one and okay. listen to that one. Um, I'm sure the person who told you is far more knowledgeable on it than me. 
Uh, it was it was uh, Rachel and TJ. Yeah, so that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah far <laughs> yeah. more knowledgeable than me. Um, but I think, I think that's it. What about you? So TV, um, yeah. I watched both episodes of Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's what I forgot to do. Oops. Um, it is gorgeous. Um, similar to my PC, where I'm like still looking for a control push chip, I'm still looking for a game to like really push what I built to its limits. It was supposed to be Sons of the Forest. Obviously, I got delayed. Um, but it is easily the most gorgeous television I've ever seen. Um, I think some purists... Like, like, like some people who like, like really like follow the Silmarillion and like all that shit what might that? be upset. The Silmarillion is the kind of like the lore book behind Lord of the Rings. Um, it describes like the, the first, second age and stuff, mainly the first age. And it kind of like sets up everything that happens in Lord of the Rings. Okay. It was, it was like a bunch of notes by Tolkien and then someone came in and finished it. But Amazon doesn't own the rights to that. Amazon doesn't own the rights to the Third Age, which is the Fellowship stuff. Okay. They own the Second Age. And Tolkien's estate is very particular. So there are some, like, lore changes that were forced to be made because of what they are allowed to, like, discuss. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, if... if, if I only know it because I listen to a couple, like, fan, like, fantasy podcasts. And even they're, like... They did as good of a job as they could have done. Let's move on and enjoy it. But I really, really like it. It it, it feels. It, it it definitely feels like. Peter Jackson's movies, which I think is really important because that's what people know. So it feels like them. It has like some of that same aesthetic. I'm curious to see where it goes, but I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, Celebrimbor's in it, and that, that I knew I, he was going to be, so I was... The one thing I've been worried about is that I heard when it first came out, so I'm sure, I don't know if it's true or not, but a lot of people uh-huh. were talking about how it's boring. If you went into that thinking you were getting Game of Thrones, you would probably find it boring. Okay. But if you think about, like, Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, That's slow burn. Yeah. Even yeah. Two Towers is a slow burn. Yeah. So the show so, is a slow burn? Yeah. It, okay. it, it's, it's, it's setting stuff up, because, like, we know who Gladriel is. We know who Elrond is, right? Like, we know these characters from the Third Age, like, where their, their stories kind of end, right? Well, this is where their stories are beginning, and they're trying to, like, explain to people who the original dark lord is what is sauron up to like what it like like there are no rings of power yet right um i enjoy it i okay. enjoy it but similar to the next thing i'll talk about house of the dragon i went in with the bare minimum expectation okay so i also watched the third episode house of the dragon God, you have not you have not seen it correct no i have not i, I will not spoil it okay at all Okay. It is Thank continuing you. to make me happy. I'll just Good. say that. Uh, movies, I watched Seven Seal. Uh, and also, Devin and I watched the original Land Before Time. I will not let my children watch that movie. It is horrifying. It is so goddamn sad. And it continues to be sad. And it's sad for like really, really long periods of time. 
for like no payoff. Yeah. For no reason. It's just super sad and it's super depressing and I I don't get it. I, I do not get it. Uh, games. Still playing Final Fantasy V. Pixel Remaster for 100%. Obviously, I played Fast with you. Yeah, I played some Fatal Fatal Frame, I'm sure. I need to <laughs> hook up my PlayStation 3 and start that, or I'm going to be putting myself you what they do call a because box. it is hard. Like, yeah. if you can. I will tell you, I had so many resources by the end of the first night. I was like, oh, this fucking. This is going to be so easy. I am going into the last night. I have no healing items. Did you find a good walkthrough that you like? Uh, and I just kind of Google if I get lo- By the way, there are combination locks in it that are in Japanese. <laughs> be prepared to look that up. Yeah. I mean, if you like read the thing, you have to like, okay, this symbol is this. And it makes sense. I'll find a good walkthrough. But... I'll find a good video walkthrough. Do, do, do a walkthrough. Um, yeah, I know the second one. I've even recently been told the second one is still like, uh, like one is like a concept, two is like yeah. a fully fleshed, fleshed out. like yes, and like a ama- and people that's why people think two is amazing because one was, one is janky and rough. Okay. I'm going to tell you I, that I now. promise for our listeners, it's going to be a week for them, but it's only going to be a few days for us. Justin, I will have started before we record next. Okay. I might have finished by the time we record I, next. I, I, I bet you will. Uh, books is... I, and this is what I was talking to Devin about. It's just like, you got to stop doing... Like, I've just been, like, reading. Like, I've literally been going to work, and I would come home. I might play a little bit on my computer, but I'm just, like, sitting around reading. I'm just really in a nice, like, reading Do it, Okay, Good. It, it's, it's been really, really nice. I finished two books. I finished The Ribbon Jack, which I talked about last week. And then I finished Procession of the Dead, which is uh, an adult title from one of my favorite authors, Darren Shan. People might remember I wrote a blog post when oh, we yeah, first started sorry. the podcast. The Circle of Freaks? Is that Circus of Freaks? Circus of Freaks. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I liked it. It was okay. But at times I felt like he was like including things just to make it clear it wasn't young adult. Okay. Like, things that just didn't make sense or, like, were off-putting. Like, that it felt like he was trying to make force cases for adults. Um, there's two more in this series. I put it on my, like... I didn't put it on hold at the library. I just put it on, like, to read later. Okay, yeah, yeah, Um. So, I'll, I'll go back to it, but, I mean... It, it was it was a fine, interesting story. My problem was is that it just really felt like he was trying to um, make an adult make it for adult. He wasn't a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, almost done with The Giver. And then uh, I started Darth Plagis by James Lucenio. Or Lucino. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name. Um, obviously, people familiar with Star Wars know Darth Plagis was the Sith Master of Darth Sidious. The one who learned how to conquer death by using the force um i've been wanting to read it for a while and i actually saw it at the library that's why i grabbed it i'm kind of kicking myself because it's now considered legends material not canon yeah and when i was in high school i read so much of the star wars books like i fucking loved it 
I'm not sure if you did or not, like the Thrawn trilogy, a lot of the... So I actually stuff. just recently went through... Actually, I don't think I read the third book or listened to the third book. Um, you got to finish it. It's the best one. But I just like... Then I started it's, on the Dark Tower and I was like, yeah, well, I, understand. I like this spaghetti western more. So Yeah, no, I, I get it. Well, it's also hard when it's not canon. It's fan fiction, though. Yeah, exactly. If it's not canon, it's, then I'm... And it's how I'm sitting here reading it, and I was like, this is so fucking good. Like, I, 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 there are things that Disney has done with Star Wars that I have really enjoyed. There are things yeah. that I have had issue with. But the I think my biggest reason why I cannot get over being pissed off with them is, like, you had this world built by so many different writers, and you owned all of it. And for some reason, you just nuked it. And, well, so what's interesting is I know that they haven't done it in a while, but but I think it was before uh, The Mandalorian came out, they, like, re-canonized some of it. Yeah, they, they've gone in, like, touch stuff. It, it's, it's, it's just so messy, and there's just no reason for it. It, it. it is, without a doubt, the thing that makes me the most angry with Disney, and it's the reason why I don't like Kathleen Kennedy, because she was at some press conference, and someone was asking her, like, what do you, like, people critique, like, this, the world you're building of Star Wars. It's just like, well, what did they expect? We had nothing to work with. And it's like, motherfucker, like, you had everything. <laughs> you had stuff going back thousands of years, going forward thousands of years, in between like you had it there it was there and you owned it and, and that's the part that blows my mind it's like they disney owned it don't like, they don't still understand. own it yeah yeah i don't, I don't it. know I, it's yeah. like, I, I just don't get it. It, it 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 there are some things that happen that like i like to think i can like rationalize why people do things it is one of the things i just can't understand yeah i don't know Crazy. i do not know uh, but other stuff, um, football is back, uh, so my weekends will be a lot more sitting in front of the TV, which I don't mind, but Saturday, I'm actually going with Devin to the Mind, Body, and Spirit Expo in downtown Columbus. Tarot readers, psychics, oh, okay. right crystals, all that fun stuff. So, we went a couple of years ago, and there's a lot of really interesting things there, like a lot of like cool knickknacks and stuff so i'm excited justin i can't hold it off any longer are you ready to talk about the seventh seal no it okay that's all you get (laughs) so i kept my background tight okay because i know that this wasn't your kind of thing and i'm not going to dive into a lot of stuff i'm covering the main bases so it's a 1957 swedish historical fantasy written and directed by igmar bergman Bergman is one of the most influential filmmakers of all time. He won three Academy Awards for Best Foreign Language Film, The Virgin Spring, Through a Glass Darkly, and Fanny and Alexander, and he was also nominated for Best Director three separate times. I wanted to include a quote from someone who is very important to our podcast's founding. Uh, Stanley Kubrick 
admired the work of Bergman and expressed it in a personal letter to Bergman. Your vision of life has moved me deeply, much more deeply than I have ever been moved by any films. I believe you are the greatest filmmaker at work today, unsurpassed by anyone in the creation of mood and atmosphere, the subtlety of performance, the avoidance of the obvious, the truthfulness and completeness of characterization. To this one must also add everything else that goes into the making of a film, and I shall look forward with eagerness to each of your films. I read this quote not only because here's Johnny's yeah, literally here's taken Johnny. Kubrick yeah. film. The first like non-review episode we ever did was a dive into Kubrick. Uh, no, that's not true. I just went, remember, remember my first background for The Shining? It was no. like, I had pages. All, I had like all three I remember, fucking pages, dude. Yeah, all, all I remember is our first season, All everything was like 90% longer. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that's right, because my first director bio was Carpenter. Yeah. But I literally wrote out three pages on background of The Shining. And we realized quickly, like, we got to trim this up. Yeah. Oh, I okay. remember having three or four pages for the summary of Clock Tower 3. Yes, Halfway right. through yes, writing it, I'm going, you did. You did. oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm back then, I was still using a notebook instead of, like, my Google Doc that I use now. Oh, see, I I still use I, – I have gone through so many <laughs> notebooks. This is just podcast notes, and I think somebody played – what the fuck is that? Anyways. Pentex. No, I don't. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is it a map for a game? I maybe. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> You're good. So yeah, I, I read that quote not only because Kubrick's important to the podcast, but also I want when we review this movie, and I know you mm-hmm. don't like it. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on. If you felt that Bergman created mood and atmosphere when it comes to like cinematography, if you felt that the actor's performance were profound in a way that they weren't like being over the top, they felt very true to life. Um, I, I kind of want to focus on that because I, 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 we, you know, we were talking beforehand. I was telling you like there is a film class-esque discussion that could be had of the seventh seal mm-hmm. and i can only imagine it has been done time and time again because it's that kind of movie right but since you're not into it i'm not going to sit here and talk at you <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> i mean a... you can and i can I just know, like, I switch off to. and like ah. i that's what i'm saying <laughs> i don't want to do that yeah but i do when we get a cinematography i want to i want your perspective on how Bergman created the mood and atmosphere. And when we get to audio, the, the performances, if you felt the performances were subtle and if they were like subtle? profound, okay. profound dives into like the human experience. Okay. Okay. As I'm sure is very obvious to anybody, the title is referring to a passage from the book of Revelation about end times is considered by many to be a classic of world cinema and one of the greatest films ever made. 
Uh, there is one actor that I wanted to point out, and that is Max, Max von Sydow. He plays the knight Antonius Block. He would star in 11 other films from Igmar Bergman, but our listeners know him for his role as the priest in The Exorcist and The Three-Eyed Raven and Game of Thrones. Damn, okay. Yeah. That was like the one guy I was like, man. That was what I was I like, saying. If there was one, you, I, I told you that there might be one person you'd recognize. Yeah. The film was shot on a budget of $150,000, and it won the Special Jury Prize at 1957's Cannes Film Festival. It's been a while. Give me one quick second to pull up a stopwatch. <laughs> Okay. We are no I told you we don't the... got to do this. We don't got to do 60s. We are no longer in the interim, so I have to get back to being good. Justin, give me a 3 2 1 and I will go. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. 3 2 1 go. The film starts off with Antonius Block and his squire returning from the crusades only to find their home country ravaged by the black plague. The knight encounters death and death is coming to take his life, but he challenges him to a game of chess, and if he wins a game of chess, death won't take him, and this game is going to happen throughout the entirety of the film. The film, uh, our knight and our squire keep passing different people. They pass this acting troupe, which is a husband and a wife and a young child, and this really douchebaggy person. They come across a church where this person is being accused of starting the Black Plague, and they have this conversation about religion, and the, the idea in this, the, one of the actors is giving a performance, and he steals the wife from one of the characters, and so it's just the good-hearted people who are named after Christian characters, Mary, Joseph, and Gabriel, if you didn't notice that. Basically then, they get to this, the knight's house, he meets his wife, he finishes playing the game of chess, and he realizes that he can save some of his companions, so he sends Mary, Joseph, and Gabriel away. Death comes and takes everybody else in the house, and Mary, Joseph, and Gabriel live, while the people who died are seen dancing off into the clouds. I was okay. way slow, way out of practice, and I skipped a lot. <laughs> oh, whatever. I've... So let's talk plot, Justin. Uh-huh. When I told you what this was about, I told you it was a man challenged death to a game of chess. Yes. That was correct. Yes, it was. Okay. There's also a lot going on here. There's a lot. I hope you see why I thought it was important to include it because the entire movie is a criticism of like religion and its role in society oh yeah i mean obviously we'll get to like the house scary score because you know eh, let's be honest hey, you have i like yeah i yes <laughs> but i i do like i mostly agree i think if we were to in certain areas give scores lower than a one it would definitely get that the plot no, in house. Oh, okay, okay. We're not. Yeah. We are. We are not crossing that bridge again. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We we, um, we we have had that conversation. <laughs> Listen to our last buzz review. Yep. Um, oh man. By the way, PS Five version of that game is amazing. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. So the plot is like, I think half of it is interesting. Half okay. of it is like, I mean, it's 
the night playing chess, the night playing chess against death. I find that super enthralling, just like how I found. I mean, I did find it more enthralling in Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, I believe. But you know, that's that's Which is there. Obviously, a reference. Yes, obvi- obvi- yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> that half of it I found really interesting. The other half of it I probably would have found more interesting, except for this movie does not like to stick to a plot it likes to jump around constantly like every 10 minutes it's like okay we're going to something else we're going to something else we're going to something yes they do tie back into each other but i feel like it was too fast that like there was when when the man when the knight was confessing to the priest who turns out to be death i love that scene i do too I did not know that was the night at first because it kept jumping around. Really? See, I I knew it was yes. the night, but I didn't realize it was death. I was like, I was legitimately surprised that it was death. See, that's the thing is like, so we are we had just seen their full ass faces for mm-hmm. like two minutes, mm-hmm. eight minutes ago, but it had jumped around twice and then it came back to that. And that, that that's honestly my biggest problem with this movie is it. It's very. It doesn't like to stick around and it keeps jumping and i'm sure for the people who like artsy movies and all that they're the okay a, with that the a24 fans that's what that's what we call us now okay the a24 fans enjoy that <laughs> i do not yeah uh when i am trying to watch it and i'm trying to follow a movie i don't have the mental capacity for that yeah <laughs> so i find myself going who the fuck is this? Oh, okay, that's okay. Okay, now who's this? Oh, okay, that's that guy. And then I don't see them again for 20 minutes, and then they're the most important thing in the world again. I. It is one of my least favorite ways to tell a story. Okay. Um. Yeah, I. Yeah, it just it that stuff drives me crazy. Like when we saw the troop, when the knight came across the troop. Yeah. In the start, in like basically the start of the movie. Yeah. Like and then the we didn't see the troop again yeah. until they performed. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not connect those right away. Really? Yeah. Okay. That could be it, me just being an idiot. No, but... no, no, no. I, I think it's what you described. I think you like, this is just not your kind of movie. And no. that Bergman is definitely. I think that's what kind of separated him from his contemporaries. Because next week we're watching the Black Cat, which is like a pre-code Universal picture monster kind of movie. Yeah. And. Bergman was definitely trusting his audience to like be hooked and to follow where he was going. Yeah, I was not. And and, and if you weren't hooked, then you weren't then you weren't going to follow that. See, the, my issue is that it starts off with the night, which I I don't understand who the other people on the the beach with him were i don't understand i think i think they washed up from like a, sh- a ship coming back from the crusades that might have sunk or something i wasn't 100 oh, okay. certain either oh, okay well okay <laughs> uh yeah. but i was into that and then it jumps and i'm trying to okay i i'll leave that night over here and i'll try to get into these people and then yeah. it jumps from that to another and then it's like by then okay who's the night again okay right this yeah. guy like it's yes it is very it's not told like 
sequentially i guess is the right word to say i don't know if that's the right word it, but it, it's, it's i think what you're it, it jumps stories yes it Very does tie often. them all together but it jumps stories without laying any groundwork like the one scene in particular where i definitely agree with you is when they come across the guy trying to rape the girl in the barn and the squire saves her before he's like i just saved you from getting raped now you're my slave you know what i mean like I could like, have raped you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like they, that yeah. scene like came out of nowhere. Yes. Um. And then like she's there all the way to the end. You know what I mean? Like there, there are there, there are definitely scenes like that. But I think the biggest thing for me and the reason why I like this plot is that like there are different people who are being shown for like different ideas of like sin at times. I think okay. I think different character presented characters of sin. But the thing that I love the most is the conversation between the squire, between the knight, death in particular, and then the conversations that the knight has as he's trying to understand what the meaning of life is. I find that hugely compelling all the way until the end. But I agree with you, there's a lot of shit that kind of falls in between that could have made this, what, almost two hour movie like 20 minutes shorter? Yes, and I and, think it and, would have been better. And if it did cut cut the guff, if you will, um, yeah, I probably would have been able to watch it without falling asleep twice. Yeah, and, which, and, and which that's did what happened. And I, I think that is like kind of a sign of it being a seventy-year-old film. Well, I, I think it's also the sign of like I am on record saying I do not like artsy movies because I just I don't sit down. I I sit down to just kind of like veg out and enjoy a movie yeah i don't want to that's think. totally fine and, and i know when i pick movies like this and i'm kind of giving you an ask but yeah. i think oh, it's man, important whatever. because like we're going to be diving in to like the idea of religious horror this season and i think yeah. this is one of the movies that kind of stands as a testament to like i'm sure you saw eddie commented um in discord saying that he's seen the film like seven times yeah, that's wild. I'm sorry, Eddie. That's wild. And I and, can and tell so you it, this now: I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> and, and and that's what I'm saying. And and that's why I. It's honestly the reason why I pick these movies sometimes is because I I enjoy this conversation. Because yeah. like there are things you didn't like, and there are valid criticisms. But like I do also think you enjoyed the basic run through of the game of chess with with death. Honestly, I would have rather have watched an hour and a half of that. Yeah, I and I would have then... been, because that's the thing is every time that happened, I was hooked and I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, yes, this is what I'm here for. But it's the other in the other the, stuff like, was definitely half an hour performance of the the troop that I didn't need to see. And it's like it's like it's definitely making commentary on like social issues that existed back then. I think some of it can translate to today, especially the religious stuff, the religious fervor, and the persecution and all that. But some of that stuff was more focused on like the times that he lived in. And that's just something that, like, we didn't live into. We could dive into it, but you didn't like it, so we're not going to. So I think we should give it a score. Um, I gave it a 7. I, I did really enjoy it, but there are some pretty obvious flaws for me. I gave it a 4. Uh, I enjoyed the night stuff. A 4 is and higher than I expected. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cinematography. I mentioned to you that Kubrick, Kubrick's quote, once again, what I want to talk about is mood and atmosphere. 
Yes. According to Kubrick, that was Bergman. That, that separated him from everybody else. So my question to you is when you watch this movie, obviously it was in black and white, but did oh, you Yeah, that get, doesn't matter. That doesn't... Black and white doesn't affect me. Like, Did you get the feeling of like constant death everywhere at the bubonic plague with the religious persecution with people kind of viewing life and not like really seeing to the future because they didn't think they had tomorrow guaranteed victimizing oh, others like did you get that from the way the film was shot i did not all of the time for sure but i definitely did get like the there is a mood and i think this movie does set it well but then it's also backed by 20 minutes of a circus performance that I did not need to see <laughs> followed by, but then it comes back around with like a 10 minute entrance of some, some, some like church people. Dude, that right? was, I know you that think it was, was very intense. scary. That, that was intense. That freaked me out. Like that was like cultish shit. Well, I mean, that's the church, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of like, it almost gave me whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> because then you'd have... I, I think that was the intent, too. So I don't think that was just you. I think that was the intent of how he shot well, the field. Because then you have, like, the circus performers after. The... the Joe, Joseph? Is that him? The, the, the one who was, like, dancing in the bar. Because he yeah, was getting Joseph. set on yep, fire. Yep, but yep. it didn't actually Mary, look like yep, he was Mary getting set Joseph. on fire. Yeah, Mary and Joseph. Um, you have that. And then it's like, oh, a nice picnic <laughs> after. It's it, it's just, it was very, again, it was all over the place. I think it did a good job of setting up the mood S sometimes. And then other times it was, why am I watching this girl bend over? Why am I watching her set a picnic? Yeah, and I, I think once again, you bring up really, really great points, especially from like a casual movie viewer. And even for myself, like there are times where I truly find this movie to be like astounding. Like I really liked how the goofy performance was interrupted by that very cultish, like whipping scene, carrying the cross and yelling at the crowd. It's in my mind, it's very intentional because he was trying to show like how fast people's moods and the, the tenor of a situation would change, you know, in that time. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely think that was the intention. And um, I also loved how they filmed death. Like, I was afraid it was going to be almost like a speaking version of Nosferatu, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It was very much more at least to me, it, it felt very much more like he was in every scene, even when he wasn't. Like, if you looked, you would see him standing off to the back. And, like, he was never, like, imposing or, like, condescending or, like, anything. He was just, like... Until he was cutting down the tree for no reason? That is going to be one of my things for audio, because... It was like so weird. That that is a big problem I do have. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll include yep. it here because it it is <laughs> like so against the character that we had established for the first like ninety minutes of the movie. Yes, I agree. 
yeah, that is a that was my, that was my biggest co for con for cinematography because it's like why did we do that? Yeah, like why 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 couldn't he have just like looked at the tree? Like it, at that point, we had established he was deaf. Like he could have just made him fall out of the tree and die. Like dead. that's what I was expecting to happen. And then it's, and it wasn't even a scythe that he cut the tree down with. It was, yeah. But yeah. I also really liked the end shot of them dancing along the hills. You know what I mean? So there, there are things here that I do like cinematography wise, but I also think that maybe I did not take, I didn't take any <laughs> film classes. And so maybe that's why it doesn't stick for me, but I definitely think, I mean, for Christ's sake, like we, our last three movies were Get Out, Ex Machina, and Nope. Those were all, yep, <laughs> like perfection on screen. So I gave it a seven and a half because I couldn't give it a lower score than The Hidden. But there are some, there are some very obvious flaws. I gave it a four. Uh, again, there was just a lot of like, I think it does a good job of setting a mood, but there was just there was a lot of whiplash and things that to my casual view view viewership if you will was just like uh, why are we doing this so i want to talk about acting performances and i want to talk about three we already talked about death and how overall it was good with the yeah i agree the fucking yeah. tree cutting scene <laughs> the other two i want to talk about and these are the two i think are the best are block our knight yes and our squire johns uh, which so he was the guy who I could have raped you <laughs> that guy and, and there's a reason why I want to talk about his performance um, okay. I thought Block was the best performance I thought it was going to be deaf until the fucking tree scene but yeah. I felt like his constant brooding his like non-fear of death and like realizing this was an opportunity to try to save himself his realization yeah. that death was going to win no matter what, but he was going to be able to like save some time to save people who he felt hadn't caused any sin. You know what I mean? And they could get away with their child. Um, I found that very impressive. I, I, I just, I felt like he, his performance was the most powerful. And the second performance then was the Squire Johns. And the reason why is like that guy, you talk about whiplash, but this character is asked to do a lot of stuff. He's goofy at times. He's serious at times. He's evil at times. He's good at times. And it never feels like when death is cutting down a tree where it feels like we went into a fucking Looney Tune episode. With the Squire, it all felt like it was within the bounds of him as a man. As a human. You know what I mean? And I can't. I can't. I can't give it to him. He's the guy who okay. hopes his wife dies so he can take a new housemaid in or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give it to him. I can't. I, 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 he, his performance is the one I understand the least. Okay. Because here he is. He's like sneaking into this farm. Oh, somebody else is sneaking in. So he goes and hides, saves this girl. Cause he like wants to save her or whatever. And then he's like, I could have raped you. I saved your life. You owe me. You're my slave now. Come it, be it, my it, handmaiden. What are you doing? It, Get over here now. Well, it, and that's what I was saying about, like, that's that's the reason why I like the performance is because, like, up until that point, we thought he was either dim-witted or just, like, jolly, like a good-natured guy. And then, like, he saves her, and it sounds like he was just being good Samaritan saving her. And then, like, he immediately flips on this super evil persona 
and then like no one questions what has happened or why this girl was there or anything and it's just like he's right he's right back to it and he's like not even mean to her again like she fell in line and that was it it reminds me a lot of like the sopranos there are a lot of characters who like go evil all of a sudden and then go right back to like, being like normal and i i think that's something that i kind of like in an active performance is like when you can do that and it, it never feels like you broke character if that makes sense yeah yeah um okay. but it's definitely a personal kind of thought yeah um for me it was it was death minus the wily e. coyote moment <laughs> and uh and and the, the night for sure it tops it off other than that we have a very big see, overacting is the wrong word i think overacting because is i'm the right sure word. Well, but the thing is, I'm sure that that Hammy. is what they were told. Yeah. Hammy. Hammy acting. Hammy characters, I'll say. Because who knows? No, Hammy acting, they, too. That's what they were the, told. The girl who had her hands broken was being blamed for causing the black flag and like was burning at the stake. The one who was, like, moaning? Yeah. When she was supposed to be in pain, I think? That That is a performance that was probably up there with my least favorites, yeah. Yeah, um, I again am on record for not liking the the hammy yep. characters. Um, I think death until his moment and uh, the night were fantastic. Everybody else is a, mo- a, a a ham character. What do you think of the score? The score, I liked it the first time I heard it, but the problem is they kind of reuse there's 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 literally four minutes of music that they reuse through the entire film constantly i think they could have benefited from using some like religious songs too like i'm sure those are not copyrighted anymore and i think they could have used them at points um yeah yeah, i agree with you i gave it a seven i i i I I really love those three performances (laughs) yeah but the score is not memorable and everything else was just kind of yeah, uh, I, I gave it a four. I just the one that really drove it, drag, dragged it down for me, drug it down, whatever. Um, the blacksmith was the biggest one. God damn, I hated him. He was the worst. And we have better the, character development from the blacksmith than the original Dark Souls than we did from this guy. So okay, so the big issue. So not only the the blacksmith, the w- blacksmith's wife. Kun, and Kun, Kunalinga or whatever her name was. Yeah, whatever her name. Yeah, and specifically again the squire because when the woman comes around, it's oh everybody watch out! There's a woman here. It's the end of the world. They're the worst. That's what he thinks. Jesus Christ! And yeah. he's like calling it like oh she's gotta start crying now and he's gonna fall for it and all this. Yeah, I those three characters just like drove me insane. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. How scary? You wanna go first? Oh yeah, it's not absolutely not hands down, not nothing. One, there's my score. Okay, I am on record for definitely. I want to say reading into situations or things more than you. Godzilla yeah. comes to mind. Um, what was the other one? King Kong. Um. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a similar thing for me here. There are certainly things that do, like, 
get that itch up, like religion persecuting people to try to keep themselves in power, to try to make people feel like they have anything under control. I mean, that's something that even happens till today. Uh, that's why Marcus's designed episode is going to be very, very cool when we get around to it. I think it's a really cognizant point that he made. Um, and then coupled with that, like I, I told you the scene where they walk in carrying the cross, singing that song, interrupting everybody's good, happy day, and everyone just sits there and allows them to do it and allows them to be berated. But the thing for me that I thought was going to raise this up is the the game of chess with death. And it's kind of funny that I read a Darren Shannon book because when one of his other series called The Demonata, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically a character is compelled to play a game of chess against a, a demon who has placed a curse on his family. And that game of chess extends the entire series. And that is a young adult book, and it is done way better. And that was the one thing I couldn't shake, is like that book, that game of chess between a demon and a human, and all the kind of pieces that fell along the way, because it's like a nine-book series, right? Yeah. It's just better than what we had here. And I think it could have been... Like, I, I feel like this could have been better. So... There are elements here, but to for me to even try to compare it to like the existential horror I felt in like a King Kong or a Godzilla would be really insincere and honestly pretentious. So I gave it a three. That's fair. Okay. Our scores are oh, they're only split by thirty. I thought they might be wider than that. I'm very surprised by that, to be honest, but uh, so review the plot, review the scores. I gave it a seven. Justin gave it a four for plot. Cinematography. I gave it a seven and a half. Justin gave it a four. For audio, I gave it a seven. Justin gave it a four. And for how scary, I gave it a three. Justin gave it a one. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a forty-seven. Let me scroll down. It is actually our first forty-seven. Really interesting. Below it with forty-sixes, we have Deadly Premonition two. Rare Exports, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, Silent Hill For The Room, and White Zombie, that Bella Lugosi film from the 1930s. And right above it with a 48, we have Phantasmagoria, A Puzzle of Flesh, and Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Any last thoughts, Justin, on The Seventh Seal? I hope the Black Cat, is that what we're watching next week? Mm Mm-hmm. I hope the black cat brings it because right now um, my feelings toward this season are not great. (laughs) And on that happy note, we're going to play a commercial and head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And on our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, Justin... Is there any yeah. game this season that you selected that you feel is going to have a 
similar reaction to me to for me as you had to this uh hold on i gotta the games uh, you selected are i'm just bringing up the schedule now fatal um, frame shadow see. hearts last door outlast 2 condemned sekiro dante's inferno bioshock and fatal frame 2 so i don't know anything about the last door so i'm not i'm not even going to include that okay uh same with shadow hearts i don't really know a ton about it so i can't i'm not i can't speak to that uh same with outlast i didn't pick that though um well we did we just knew it was going to be picked so we let it go <laughs> yeah that, that's fair um oh, man mm. maybe fatal frame the way you've been talking about it and has like and obviously my fear of even starting it because of what it's about to be has me also thinking that i might be in for a, a rough, rough ride yeah i will say running through I, I again i do still have one night left we have the how long to beat at seven and a half hours i think i'm at five or five and a half so it'll actually be closer to like six six and a half and i'm gonna be following Sorry. a guide the whole time too so yeah i did not i i didn't pull up a guide until the second the end of the second yeah night i've been just i've been using youtube guides oh like from like since pretty much since blasto and i found it to be really helpful like there are some i haven't like elden ring i didn't yeah. need to do it for the dead spaces i didn't need to do it for i, I don't think you'll have to do one for shadow hearts because it's an rpg right yeah. like grind um, baby grind i know that solution. i would i would request oh man okay i probably I won't for bioshock be- there, there are some i won't do it for yeah i like i wouldn't do it for condemned, bioshock i also not i yeah condemned is very linear you can't really i'm trying to think well no that would probably give some stuff away yeah so i i wouldn't do it for condemned or bioshock specifically bioshock yeah i have no uh, intention of doing that i am salivating for bioshock i mean we can move it up no no we're gonna keep it there as a little a tease to get through everything else similarly to some of our movies we picked yeah that's fair okay justin black hat is next week we got some bella lugosi action along with uh what's this is that on youtube uh i got it from the library probably it's almost 100 years old i'm sure the copyright's gone the black cat Mm -hmm. 1937 uh not 1934 34 34 57 was seven seal sorry the Black Cat on YouTube Movies. Uh-oh. Buy or rent. I am not spending $15 on the Black Cat. I will... It is, it is the reason why I'm using the library for these last two Hellraiser movies. Uh, yeah. Dustin, that's all we got for this week. We're going to play this out, and I have a question for you for the campfire. Until next time, stay scary. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's been a week. (laughs) The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry 
at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Bye.